Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We're going to talk about Wendy's and dynamic pricing in just a moment and what that means. And I'm just curious about how people feel about that whole concept anyway. Um, But first, I just wanted to mention, remember when uh, Don Lemon was let go by CNN? He was on in the morning, on the morning show, used to be on in the evening. And he talked about women in their prime and that, um, who was it that was past her prime? Was he talking about Nikki Haley? I think it was. It might have been. It's been so long. I forgot he was even on the morning. It it didn't seem like Don Lemon was getting along with his coworkers too much in the morning anyway. But he was let go. He has come to a deal with CNN for the separation. He's getting quite a bit of money. Yes, he is. Uh, Sources uh, say uh, 57-year-old Don Lemon agreed to a separation deal with CNN for $24.5 million. That is full, complete pay from his final contract, which extended 3.5 years from his ousting. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, so what had happened was um, the, the implication, I don't even think it was an implication, it was outright said that Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley and all women at the age of 51 passed the prime. He made, he made the prime as being childbearing ages, I think, where you just totally ticked re- everybody off. Now I remember that whole thing, because it was like, it, I've, I've had arguments that were similar. It was this thing where you could tell he, he had read something, and he was confident he was right, but everyone knew he was wrong, and when he probably went back and looked, he had something wrong, and mm-hmm. it cost him everything. Anyway, well, he until the settlement out the door but look he gets third hey look you don't have to work for three and a half years and you're gonna get that money i'm i think he's doing i've seen him as a guest on was he on news nation with chris cuomo the one day i can't wouldn't shock me they were buddies yeah i saw him somewhere oh yeah the two of them before one would hand off to the other it was like oh my gosh something else all right let's get to uh wendy's because uh, i see this headline out here uh, Wendy's is introducing what is like an Uber-style surge pricing, otherwise known as dynamic pricing. Now, th- obviously, this isn't like, hey, tomorrow, the no, price could be time. different. Um, no, but I mean, I d- not that this is going to happen tomorrow. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really could happen by the hour when it goes and takes place. Um, but uh, the new CEO... Of Wendy's, the fast food place, um, shared with analyst 
plans to increase company profits. They say they will be investing in these digital menu boards with the capacity to display dynamic pricing that would fluctuate throughout the day, and all this by 2025. So what happens is, depending on how busy it is and how busy other places are, they can change the prices like literally on the dot, on the minute, on the second, on the hour, and um, but they also said they can take weather into a factor as well. So I'm just guessing, you know, they'll have um, advertisements and menu boards on a really hot day that might talk about some of their drinks, right? right. Or on a really cold day, might push the 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 chili. They say they'll be doing a lot of upselling, uh, but the question is. Are you folks supportive of a place where you don't know what the price is until you get there? Well, I think it's, you know, I've seen this with uh, tolls on roads, and it stresses me out. It's like, oh, it's $3 right now. Next time you drive by, it's $7. I have never seen that. That happens? Yeah, they have it down in, uh, I think a lot of the bridges and tunnels going into New York are like that now, where it used to be like $10 to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. Now that's, uh, it's it's adjustable. This was down in Maryland and Virginia. Um, I hate this only because ultimately, if money is a concern for you, you're going to have to make decisions based off of how much you are willing to spend. Versus what you want to get, like I, you know, right now, hey, I want to go out. I use I'm going to use a, a Whopper for example. Like, mm-hmm. If I want a Whopper, I know how much I'm going to pay I'm for Whopper. Pay fifty dollars. I, I think <laughs> the lower prices. If you see like, hey, what it usually costs five dollars is two dollars. You may be apt to make an impulse buy. But on the other hand, you know, dinner time, the kids want something. Then you turn. It's just it, it's 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 not consistent, and it frustrates me. But I understand why they would do it. I think they'll do it because people will spend money, and we've yeah. seen that people are impulsive. And when it comes to, I really think as much as it wouldn't be for you and for people who are really, I think, being more budget conscious, right? Right. It's going to be something that works for them as a company and they'll make more money because we haven't seen people turned off by some of the higher costs that are going on. So here's what dynamic pricing is. Product pricing based on various external factors, current market demand, the season, supply changes, and price bounding according to business.com. So the product prices will adjust continuously, sometimes in minutes in response to real-time supply and demand. So prices for items like burgers, sides, and drinks will fluctuate with the new structure. Um, They say that Target, Walmart, Amazon, and Uber have similar practices. We just don't know it. So if you go to Amazon, I follow certain items that I kind of want, but I don't really want to pay for them right now, and I watch it. And it's interesting how the price will change. And sometimes it will change drastically. And other times it won't. However, like you said, I think when people are looking at the daily lunch or the foods, I do think that there will be some who will go, I like to know what I'm getting into. But as it is now, the prices can change from one fast food place to another as it is. 
Did you ever notice that? I mean, there are certain Dunkins that I will go to where a bagel is a dollar more than another because they say we consider this a travel location where it's like a captive audience of people on the road. It's a small location and there's no other ones around. Artificial intelligence is working into this. And uh, ultimately, this just gets in line with things that we see. You know, they, they use like Ubers where people get in. If there's a lot of demand for cars, the prices go up. Right. Um, I'm trying to find like Airbnbs for a trip and taking to Philly. And it's a busy, it's WrestleMania weekend. Stupid me. I, <laughs> I, I waited too long. And now the cheapest I can get, like if I wanted to stay at a hotel mm-hmm. based off of that or an Airbnb, we're probably talking like maybe 600 bucks for three days, which isn't horrible, I guess, for three days. But if I wanted to stay at a hotel, hotels are even higher. I so know, it's, right. And it, 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 you start to... Put it this way, people on a budget can't do certain things because mm-hmm. it's not, you can't plan for that. No, and that's one thing that you have now learned, and that's one thing that I've learned uh, pretty early on, which is as soon as I am and looking I knew at that. tickets. I wasn't thinking. I just, I know. Yeah. I, 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 the one uh, Christmas we got um, our son a tickets to see the 76ers. Now, he wasn't a 76ers fan, but he was a Kevin Durant fan. Kevin Durant was playing for the Thunder at that time, and they happened to be there. So, what did I do? Um, You know, because tickets are crazy for basketball. A couple hundred dollars at that time. But I had immediately before getting the tickets, secured the hotel because I'm like, I don't want any surprises. Right. And it's the same thing. I mean, tickets are like that. You know, we talk about ticket prices. Face value of a ticket is not really a thing anymore. Like it kind of is. If you buy it when tickets go on sale, boom, that's it. The second I bought my tickets for that show, immediately went on. And if I wanted to, I could have doubled my money. In an hour. Right. Because once tickets were gone, the demand went up. So it's really hard to get in. And this is what everyone's doing now. Mm-hmm. And there's really, I don't know, there's, yeah. there's no way around it. It really sucks. I think it depends. For people who are traveling through, and again, there I think there are some locations that obviously get more of their business from people who are, it's impulse. Um, if you're someone who stops at a place because it's your route for work, yeah. and that's where you go all the time, this is something that could possibly turn you off. Somebody texted us, not supportive at all. I know the price is something. I'm going there to get it. Once I get there, the price has been raised. I'll just leave and go elsewhere. It's a bad way to do business. That's also good for business around them, if you think about that. So if you drive and all of a sudden the combo meal that you thought was $7 is now 11 or 12 you might just go somewhere else, which could benefit other businesses. But they're also taking into account when they price that $11, what the competitors are doing as well. Yeah. So will their price be $11 if it's cheaper? So I, it's, I, I don't think it's going to change as much as people think it will, um, but it will change. Now, someone else says, wait a minute, if I go there and I order and then can it change by the time I pay? No, you would order and pay. And if it changed after you already made your order. So or is not- it like, remember who wants to be a millionaire? Final answer? Like, do <laughs> no, you want it or not? So. Lock it in. Someone says, I don't eat fast food anyway, but this sort of thing will make me eat it even less. I usually only eat it while traveling, driving. And I think that's what's going to happen is people are going to go, um, oh, I, I need to get something to eat right now. Oh, crap. Well, I'm yeah. just going to eat it.
dynamic pricing used to be called price gouging in many ways, um, but they don't call it that. It's just called good business now. But it's I like good how business. they call it dynamic. You notice how they try to put a well, sure, shine yeah. on something and like, like that. I, and again, I get it. It just sucks. It sucks for anyone who's trying to maybe step out of their comfort zone financially because yeah. you can't you can't Look, drop cons- all that big bucks. The consumer has the power, and enough mm. people. If enough people they said, won't. if enough people said, I'm not supportive of this. I'm not going to go. They would get the message fast. But as you said, I think most people just, you know, most people are kind of lazy. But there's they're going to go, all right, well, that's what it is. For the most part, there's always someone with enough money who's willing to spend it. Right. And there's always people, I think, who would have maybe gone under, you know, 30 years earlier. They would have t- dropped that money and taken a chance that can't anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, I don't know where it stops, mm-hmm. but it, it really it sucks to be someone who's living on a, a tighter budget. So we've been talking about a lot of, uh, I don't know, somewhat lighter topics, even though, uh, you know, hitting your pocketbook with dynamic pricing uh, certainly can uh, put a dent in your wallet. But I want to just mention a story that CNN has. Uh, I believe it's exclusive to them. And it's uh, pretty interesting. Kenneth Cheeseborough, the right wing attorney who helped to devise the Trump campaign's fake electors plot in 2020, okay? Um, According to CNN and their investigation, he concealed a secret Twitter account from prosecutors in Michigan, hiding dozens of damning posts that undercut his statements to investigators about his role in the election subversion scheme. Again, this is on CNN. Uh, Cheeseboro denied using Twitter, now known as X, or having any alternate IDs when directly asked by investigators last year during what was called his cooperation session. And that was recordings of his interview that were obtained by CNN. But CNN has linked Cheeseboro to the secret account based on numerous matching details, biographical information regarding his work, family, travels, and investments. The anonymous account, Badger Pundit, also showed a keen interest in the electoral college process and lined up with Cheeseboro's private activities at the time. So again, CNN reports the Twitter posts reveal even before the 2020 election and then just two days after the polls closed, Cheeseboro promoted a far more aggressive election subversion strategy than he later led on in his Michigan interview. So now his lawyers did confirm to CNN that the Badger Pundit account belonged to Cheeseboro. Describing it as his random stream of consciousness, <laughs> where he is said to have been spitballing theories about the election. So he hasn't been charged with any crimes in Michigan. And he did sit for an hours long interview with the state attorney general's office in early December. Um, but, uh, you know, th- this is more about, again, the mindset of people involved in this. And if they're thinking about it, even before an election takes place, right? It sounds like you're thinking about doing something before you could even say that there was any kind of rigged or falsified information. That's really weird. It's one thing if you said, we really thought something bad happened. We saw this stuff. We're going to court just in case. But to be talking about the process and thinking about things to do, it's almost like you were ready to do something at any cost, right? By any means, before you even knew what the outcome was. It felt like that. You know, I mean, even going back to 2016, 
I always thought it was very strange when Trump said, you know, uh, you know, we accept the results. I mean, if one, I win, one of if the, I win. here's one of the, so, the tweets that he had put out. And this was on Election Day. OK, <laughs> this was on. This is a guy who was involved in this whole plot. He posted as Badger Pundit. You don't get the big picture. Trump doesn't have to get courts to declare him the winner of the vote. He just needs to convince Republican legislatures that the election was systematically rigged, but it's impossible to run it again. So they should appoint electors instead. So this is a guy who on that date is posting about how they can not even follow the democratic process, right? Who cares what the people vote? We can just convince all the legislators that happen to be Republican to change the vote. I mean, who thinks about this stuff and doesn't think about this being undermining of democracy? Oh, Badger Pundit. Is that his name? Badger Pundit? Badger Pundit. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that is just craziness, folks. This is not something that anybody, including anybody who ever fought for this country, for what we stand for, would say the way things should go. We don't say because it's our party. We're going to rig the system. And the people who are, every accusation is a confession, they're accusing a rigging, are the ones who it looks like really wanted to do the rigging in this case. This is horrible. And uh, it's a complete undermining of who we are as a country. No one should support this. You support this stuff? Really? We're now seeing that it was something they were thinking of before we even knew what had happened in the election. We're just, we still have, yesterday we got a text, Jason, from someone who said the only way Biden will ri- win is if they rig the election. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Because this is what they have now had planted in their brain by someone who... Before the election, remember, Donald Trump has always said, I will win as long as it's not rigged. I mean, look, yeah, it's nonsense. I've seen it. I've heard it. And there's also this these statements. They're not even like, do you really think anyone would vote for Biden? It's if you think anyone will, you're crazy. It's it's so they are living in an alternate reality. And and they say the same to you. So it's very weird. We can't agree that there's a possibility that anything could happen. Now, someone who just texted us to say, you lasted 30 minutes before I have to turn my radio off. Let me ask you this. I literally just told you a true story. I told you that his attorney has now admitted that he 
was using this other account and hit it. You heard exactly the truth. There's no lie in there. It's all like right there for you to see. And you don't, what, like it because, tell me what, why that would make you turn off a radio because someone points out to you a factual statement that happened and you don't want to hear it. Are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed that you follow people who truly believe it's okay to change your vote because of the because you want that outcome? I'm just curious to know why would that actual facts cause you to be that upset? I just brought a story up um, where CNN and it's been confirmed by Kenneth Cheesebros attorneys that he was not truthful with prosecutors in Fulton County in the beginning when um, he was asked if he had any other aliases. This is a guy who was in that whole fake elector plot. The fake elector plot is real, folks. That is not a fake thing. And it's confirmed now that he posted a lot of things about the electoral process and um, hid this from investigators. And someone got upset and texted and said, I have to turn the radio off because they don't want to hear it. Like, a little, this wasn't my opinion. This is a factual story. This is what really happened. To which someone then responded and said to us that we should watch the film 2000 Mules. I want to thank you for bringing that up only because I watched all this happen behind the scenes, by the way, this story came up, I believe on a weekend, maybe a week or so ago. And it was one of those that I saw and I thought, okay, we got to make sure to follow up on this because so many of you um, who um, believe the 2000 mules nonsense um, don't maybe know about the follow-up to this. Um, The group behind that film, and it's called true, the vote, right? Um, has admitted to a Georgia judge it has no evidence to back up those claims of voter fraud. So if you spent money and time, you wasted your money and your time uh, because uh, they had a lot of pressure on them uh, by funders, people who are really believed the true the vote cause and this whole 2000 mules thing. It can sound really convincing, folks. So they were told you've got to go forward and uh, push forward and try to get people to look into this. So they did file a complaint with the Georgia State Elections Board in 2021, right? They said they had a detailed account of coordinated efforts to collect and deposit ballots in that uh, across uh, Metro Atlanta. So in 2023, because they were slow to produce any kind of evidence after filing this complaint. In 2023, a Fulton County judge ordered the group to provide the evidence it claimed to have in its possession. They wanted a detailed account that the group itself claimed that they had any recordings, transcripts, testimony, statements, witness interviews, any notes they complied that would support its claims. They wanted contact information. Um, You know, these people said they had people that had personal knowledge of the activities that they said happened. It was all very convincing. And I can understand how you may have believed everything there. Uh, But just recently, True the Vote responded through its attorneys. And they did it through a seven-page court filing. And they acknowledged that on all points... The group had no information in its possession that supported the allegations in the complaint. Okay. That's the answer. Seven pages. And in it, they said, we had none of this. So that's like the final answer. 
And this, wah, wah, wah. Well, this is the. I mean, that's this the is, final answer. This is the huge disconnect, though. Um, I, I, but, I, but Jason, that doesn't matter. They it can, does. No, it doesn't. Well, for because me, if just, you folks watched this movie and you still believe it, and you're telling me to watch it, I'm telling you that a court was willing to hear what they had to say, and their seven-page response was, "We don't have any of that." I understand. What I'm saying, and this is the disconnect, what I'm trying to understand is if what Nancy's saying is true, if you're hearing this and you're going, okay, but what is the but? What happens after the but? Is it, is it, what part of the process don't you trust if you're hearing this and thinking, yeah, 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 that's, they, this they, is a, they, I'm they, asking, I want to know. I, I know, I hear. understand that, but I'm just, I try to I'm, understand. all I'm doing is giving you the facts of the case and Look, I get it. You you felt it was compelling evidence. Right. And they put this whole thing together and they told you all this stuff. And then in the end, when they were told to put up, because, hey, you wanted this investigation. We want you to give us all that info you said you had. And in a seven-page filing, you said, I don't have any. And so that's it. So don't text again about watching 2,000 Mules. Because I'm not watching something that alleges something with literally zero supporting evidence. 570-883-0098-842 at WILK. Oh, we got to take a break. I thought we were doing traffic and weather. I always, every like, what's weird is, it doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while I get that like, hello, what am I supposed to be doing at this point? Joe Seneca's back tomorrow, but today, another uh, lovely morning with Ali Gallo. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing, Doing well. Doing all right. Doing all right. We were talking about that. I don't know if you ever got a chance to see that show on Netflix, uh, The Greatest Night in Pop. It was about when they all got together to sing that We Are the World song. Oh, my oh. gosh. Ugh. But we see, that was more like in my wheelhouse. When I was like a senior in high school, it was so. in my wheelhouse when I was in middle school. And Allie, you don't have to tell us how old you are, but I feel like yeah, it might yeah, have been uh, earlier. Be, that would have been but a very different time frame for her. We are the world. Yeah. We are the people. Yes, but we I didn't are the, know that that. Yeah, I didn't know that that was on Netflix. So I will check it out. It is fascinating, even if you if you just like music, because to see yeah. these artists in their prime. You know, all in one room and egos yeah. colli- colliding and still not Ray, you know, being crazy. You know, Ray Charles, who's no longer with us, uh, Bruce Springsteen before the gray hair, Kenny Rogers <laughs> before plastic surgery. Oh, God. Think of these things. It's and then all Michael there. Jackson, of course, um, and Cindy Lauper. And it was just very interesting. And Tina Turner. Did we get to her? She's just I forgot she was there. Yeah. It's really great show. But anyway, we digress. It's so nice. We don't have to sit inside and watch Netflix. We still have some time to go out and enjoy this mild, nice weather, right? Yes, definitely. This morning, this afternoon, get outside if you can. Some showers later today, uh, around dinner time, I would say, is the best chance to see them. So just a couple of hit-or-miss showers today, tonight, and tomorrow is the better chance for rain. So tomorrow, I don't think it rains all morning, all afternoon, but definitely off and on showers for a lot of the day. And then the actual cold front moves through tomorrow, like mid to late afternoon into tomorrow evening. And that's when the heaviest rain falls. That's when the gusty winds really start. Uh, maybe even some rumbles of thunder. So tomorrow, highs are near 60, but then behind this storm system, lows get to near 25 by early Thursday morning. So a big change on the way. Yeah, big change. The temperature change, obviously, sometimes bringing that unsettled weather. But um, it looks like Thursday is the cold day, right? Like 38 only yeah. for the high. Um, yeah, I'll take that cold day. That's nice. Wind. 
<laughs> brisk wind, um, but sunshine. So really not bad, and it's brief. It doesn't, like, we're back to near 50 by Friday. Isn't that so weird? It's, it's really like, nice. how, how does that happen? One little cold stretch, and then boom, we're back to mild. Yes. Lots of sunshine on Friday, calmer wind. So right now it does look like the chance for a couple of spotty showers early Saturday, but the weekend will be warm in the mid-50s Saturday, even warmer on Sunday. I think we hit 60 again on Sunday. That's awesome. I think one of the strangest things about being a human is just how we always act like, I can't believe it. Uh, we're, what, four months away from going, it's going to be cooler if you consider 85 cooler. <laughs> and yeah. we always are like, it's crazy. It's it's wild. It's just these swings. It's just, here you we never are know. again. You so. never know when, when, when you're and into March, what you're going to get? Oh, yeah. Well, I was. We were talking about it. March always has these temperature swings, which is starting a couple days early. I know. Every time we think like, "Oh, we made it through without a big snowstorm," and then March happens, and some yep, weird day always. happens. I was born <laughs> in March, would explain my swings as well. I just, it's, I'm not making fun. I'm just speaking the truth. Allie, um, it's always nice to chat with you. We've been. Uh, it's been a pleasure for the last few days. I'm sure yeah. we'll be talking and- again soon. Yeah, I've been so happy to yeah to be here. Joe is back tomorrow. I'll talk to you guys soon, though. I'm sure you will. Awesome. All right, take great care. To, okay. Great talking to you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. You too. We have uh, sunny skies. We're at 40 degrees at your official weather station, WILK. So, yeah, Joe will be back tomorrow. Saturday is the Pittston St. Patrick's Parade. That is in downtown Pittston. It takes off, I guess, steps off at 1130 in the morning. This thing has grown so it's only I'm trying to think was it it's been under 10 years right I mean I think I remember we did like the first one was it the mid-teens 2000 something you're looking at the wrong person because I remember it was here when I got back to the area but then things got screwed up during COVID it's really really cool it's another addition to we have one in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre the following uh, Saturday and Sunday Uh, but Pittston's is this Saturday I've heard good things great things about it it's really fun I've been in it a few times Nikki Stone will be there uh, this coming Saturday so when you see her give her a big wave okay Pittston does some really nice events they really do that Mm -hmm. well they do they get lots of support that's for sure. We're going to finish things off a little bit with a couple of uh, lighter stories, okay? Um, I'd rather talk more about elections. <laughs> okay. It brings a calm to my soul. It brings us all together. A Kentucky man thought he lost a winning $50,000 Powerball ticket for three months. But he found it by chance in a company car. Uh, Bought the ticket back in Bowling Green. Was surprised when the store owner told him he won. How he knew... After searching everywhere, he found it in the car. Again, it was a company car. He must have dropped it somewhere. Shared the good news with his wife. They're thinking about using it for a vacation. So, hey. That is the most stressful thing. I've had that happen. Like, oh, where's the receipt? Oh, I put it over here in the pile. And you're like, is this it? Oh, you keep thinking you find it. Oh, no, but not a $50,000 winner. Wow. But to find it is the greatest feeling ever. Oh, I can't even imagine. All right. How about this uh, lady? She's from Ireland. And uh, she claimed that she had back and neck pains from a car crash and was seeking about $823,000. All right. You know, you say you sue because you say yeah. this is what I deserve. This is what happened. She said the injuries left her unable to work for more than five years. But a contest and a photo of her winning a contest threw the kibosh on this entire possible deal here. In 2018, there was a photo of her from the newspaper where she won a Christmas tree throwing contest. You can be disabled and throw a Christmas tree, (laughs) is her argument, I would guess. 
right? She had to admit that not only did she participate, she won. Yeah, so basically, um, it's a very large natural Christmas tree. We're not talking fake one. Mm. It's being thrown by her in a very agile movement, said the judge. I'm afraid I cannot but conclude the claims have been entirely exaggerated. You can chuck a Christmas tree. You can work. <laughs> that? that was a very, I don't know what she won uh, for chucking that tree, but I'm sure it wasn't $823,000. Her so. name in the paper. Once, not twice, for the settlement. Boo hoo, <laughs> right? Well, you know, I mean, oh did you? Yeah. Talk about a wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to claim that and then have one. Even if, now, if she didn't win, right. maybe they never would have known. I said this to you the other day. Lying is difficult. I don't like to lie because I don't want to get caught in my stupid lies. So I try to be honest, even if it's embarrassing and sucks. You you forget. Oh, I'm injured. And then you forget you threw a Christmas tree. <laughs> get in trouble. All right, it's time to play a little game. It's the celebrity birthday game. It's just a little bit. Not a lot of birthdays again. What is yeah. it about this uh, time of the year? Apparently, 10 months before, parents weren't doing it. Consumer advocate Ralph Nader, who ran for president here, listen to the date so you can try to put stuff together, ran for president in 2000 on the Green Party ticket, also 2004 and 2008 as an independent. Ralph Nader, how old is he? I'm going to say he's older than I think. I'm going to say he's 90. He is 90. You got it right on the nose. Good for you. I was wondering about actress Joanne Woodward, the widow of Paul Newman, Newman, still with us. Best known for uh, being the sheriff in Cars. He also did other things. Oh, my um, God. I'm he kidding. I'm kidding. I have kids who were in that. Seemed uh, like a very happy couple. Yeah, until he got all bogged down in popcorn and salad dressing, probably. Uh, Paul Newman's wife. Uh, let me say she's 88. She is 94. Oh. 94. And former first daughter Chelsea Clinton has a birthday today. How this old is, is she? This is going to make so many people feel old. I'm yeah, say God she's forbid. Right. 43. She's 44. So look at you. You did you Oh, the only one well, Joanne would but got 2 out of 3. 2 out of 3 ain't bad said Meatloaf. May he rest and sleep <laughs> oh with the angels. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, so that's uh, that's the uh, birthdays today. If today is your birthday, we wish you a very happy birthday. If it's your anniversary, happy anniversary as well. Um, do want to mention that on this day, very sad day in history, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, creator and host of the PBS children's TV show, died on this day back in 2003, the age of 74. I remember that. And Star Trek's Mr. Spock. Leonard Nimoy died on this day in 2015. One of them, a Pennsylvania native, Mr. Rogers. Actually, I don't know that Leonard Nimoy was. uh, Where was he from? Uh, Latrobe. Oh, okay. And he did his show in Pittsburgh. What a great man. I had to double check to make sure Leonard Nimoy wasn't. What a great man. Leonard Nimoy was born in uh, Massachusetts. Problem solved. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.